Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is Reservations, and I'm Rain Whalen. And I'm Hom Tardy. <laughs> Not to be confused with uh, with Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, that's right. Yeah, we, I get that all the time. And I'm Tom Hardy. Ah! Oh, oh <laughs> how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 good to have you on the show, Tom. So what was it like working with Chris Nolan? Um, it was absolutely terrible. Really? Oh, wow. Yes. Oh. He wore a suit every day, and I just felt underdressed, no matter what. Wow. That, that Chris Nolan. This yeah. is off to a terrible start. <laughs> or is it off to a fantastic start? I guess we'll see. Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, look who we finally have on the show for the first time. In a while. In a while. It's Alex. It's Alex. Uh, today, well... Not Tom Hardy. Not Tom Hardy. Dude, if we had Tom Hardy on, I would... Uh, I'm sorry. I love you, but I'd kick you out. I'm like, no, it's it's Tom Hardy. Get out. Yeah. What's I, w- up? I wouldn't be invited either, so... Uh, but yeah, you know, we haven't had Alex on this season yet, and, uh, you know, well, uh, relative to this recording, uh, it's his birthday. So, Yay. we decided, because uh, a while back he asked us that when we were going to talk about this movie, and I was like, you know what? It's your birthday on Saturday. Let's, let's do it. So today, we're talking about The Revenant. Uh, now y'all have seen the movie yeah. before, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm the only one who. Yeah, a few times. This is the first time I've ever seen it. Uh, yeah. So now I'm the odd man. Out. Well, which is why it was your pick, right? I mean, it's, right, you know, right, I mean, it's right, on your right, list. Right. So yeah. In case the people have forgotten, uh, this is the season of first watches. So yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was uh, man. I don't even know where to begin with this movie. Well, I was going to start by asking what you thought. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's Leo DeCap. Yep. Um, Tom Hardy. Uh, and all written and directed by Alejandro Iñárritu. Yep. I mean, as the listeners, mainly Zach, know, I love Alejandro. So, I mean, this was a, a no-brainer. So yeah, yeah. It was, it was everything I wanted it to be mm-hmm. and more. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Um, it was intense. It was very unforgiving. Like yeah. we we really felt uh, Hugo Glass really struggling to survive. So it, yeah, it was everything I wanted it to be. Cool. So so Alex, why did you when you first asked us why did you want to do the Revenant? Uh, <clears throat> well, I really love this movie. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I guess I I'm a I'm a nature guy. Yeah. So I think that may be part of it, and the cinematography is extraordinary. It you is. Can't like I don't know how anybody could complain about it. Dude, we we could do the whole three hour long sure yeah, episode just over over just the cinematography. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of interesting things to talk about, which I'm sure we will. But yeah, and I really I just like survival stories mostly, and this was, you know, and it is an actual thing that happened. Yeah. For people that don't know. I'm sure, you know, there's some liberties taken with the film and the book because, you know, it was the 1820s, so you can't really, a lot of people didn't write shit, you down. Know, write shit down as much as they could have, but, but it was an actual thing, so it's amazing that a man could bear crawl 200 miles and actually live after being attacked by a bear. And, and being left for dead. Yeah, being left for dead by his friends. Yeah. I guess Oof. not really friends. Yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm so, also the only person here apparently that has read the book. Yeah, I've not yeah. read the. I don't know how to read. Um, We've been yeah, this. as everyone knows, Jeremy doesn't know how to read, and I take too long to read, so mm. I wouldn't have had time to finish the book before we needed to do this. So, Fair enough. well, at least you get to tell us um, mm-hmm. some of the differences between the book and and the movie. Yeah. Um. So, boys, where would you like to begin with all of this? Hmm. Um, Do, should we tell the people about the real story? Sure. I won't be able to do that as much, so I'll leave that up to you guys. Um, well, I, I, mean, I know, I'll, I'll leave this up to Alex. Cause, yeah, because yeah. I know very little about it. I know that, you know, yes, Hugh Glass was a real person. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's and, he got, about it. and he got mauled by a bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the book kind of, like I said, takes some liberties because, you know, it basically follows Hugh Glass, and only Hugh Glass because, like, right, of course, you know, it goes a little bit with like the movie with Fitzgerald and Bridger, but you know, in the he's an actual person uh, with a fur hunting group, and you know they were running out of time for winter, so they started to head back when he gets mauled by a bear, very gruesomely. And the book goes into a lot of detail with that, which is very cool. Cool, nice. So, and it was 1820s, uh, 1823, I believe, was mm. the year it happened. I'm and sure so, future Rain will put an edit up on the screen. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I might be right. But, uh, yeah, he'll but probably he, put uh, that up too. Yeah, but he, you know, he goes that, and then they try and save him as much as they could, but, you know, it's 1820s in the middle of nowhere. You can only do so much. So yeah. Everyone expected him to die, so they leave him behind with a couple people, and then those people decide, you know, you know, winter's coming, we have to get back to our fort or else, you know, we face starvation and the elements. Yeah. So they leave him dead. And in the book, you know, there's no he never had a son. Okay. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, he didn't have a son at all. They don't know if he actually had a wife or if he did. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, um, the uh, or in the novel, they don't mention it at all, because you know they don't know it. No, so he didn't want to put it in. Right. But you know, I can see why they would add that for the for the movie for some right for, for some dramatic effect. Right, right for so, tension for yeah. dramatic. So really, effect, right. the the main like driving force behind him seeking out revenge is mainly just for himself. And not because his son gets murdered. In the right. Movie. Yeah, that he was that he was left for dead. And also that they took his like prized uh, Kentucky rifle that he like uh, put so much care. And there's like a whole bunch of spots where it talks about like how much he cared for this rifle and like mm-hmm. goes into detail like like the specula- specs on it and like oh like, how, cool. like okay. how how well he takes care of it. Well, that and, explains the that small piece of dialogue in the film where uh, Fitzgerald is. Confronting him about something and uh, tells him to quit polishing that quit rifle. Polishing the rifle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They sort of allude to that too. Yeah. Well, then you know, and Fitzgerald does take the rifle. Right. But, yeah. yeah. They literally leave him with like nothing. Only Bridger gives him like a canteen, and I, I'm not even sure if that's even in the the novel because, like, they expected him to just be dead. So. Just die. Yeah. Like, why are they going to waste any right. precious yeah, commodities with him? Yeah. Waste waste any of their supplies. On someone who's not going to need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it definitely seems like 
the movie tried to to keep everything accurate. Uh, again, like what Jeremy said, I I understand why they gave him a son yeah. to give him an emotional arc. Yeah. Also, the uh, the Frenchmen in the movie they're just kind of like these assholes the entire time. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like double crossing. Yeah, but yeah. they actually sort of help him along the way. Oh. And they're just like interesting. I wonder know. why that changed. Yeah. I bet, I bet um, probably probably to, to add some more some like everything yeah. is a threat. Yeah. Out there, everything yeah. and everyone. Uh oh, that's that interesting. He's, that he's metaphorically and literally not out of the woods yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess the whole the whole like Arakara tribe thing. Uh-huh. You know, that's not really... I mean, there was some native interactions, but, you know, they, they focus... They have, like, a, a subplot of the missing chief's daughter. Yeah. Right. As yeah. Like another driving force of, like, he needs to get to safety or they're going to catch up to him. Yeah. But in the movie, that kind of circles back and plugs in nicely. Do you yeah. mean to tell you how the book ends? Sure, sure. yeah. It's different. Uh, oh, I think I know how the book ends. But I have on. no idea. Uh, he does not take revenge on either Bridger or Fitzgerald. Bridger, he just kind of, like, you know, says, I forgive you, you're fine. Because, in same thing, uh, Bridger didn't really have anything to do with Right. Them leaving. He, was he, was just, he was just following just, orders. Yeah, it was mostly just Fitzgerald. And all he does to Fitzgerald is take back his rifle and then just leave him. Hmm. Okay. So, he forgives both of them <laughs> instead of in the novel where he has this Bout with, I mean the, the movie. The, yeah, the movie where he has his bout with Fitzgerald at the right. end. Well, and I think it's I think the reason why uh, again I think that probably they did that was for the drama, you know, for you know to to kind of bring his story full circle. He yeah. has to kill Fitzgerald. Yeah, you know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's it's it might be hard to convey, but I mean, you could uh, convey just the willingness to survive just for yeah. the just for survival's sake. You know what I mean? That's not. That's not too out of the realm of, yeah. of a concept, you know, for audiences yeah. to grasp, you know. But I understand, right? Adding in the sun, adding in the revenge, yeah, right? Because I feel like it hits harder a lot of your want and need to survive right, 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 right. when you witness your own child being murdered in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what they wanted to add more to was, you know, something even like, yeah, because you can survive for yourself, but... I know, I guess it's probably not the same, because I do have children, and if I, you know, probably witnessed that, I would probably go to the same lengths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Revenant 2.0, Alex's story. Yeah, I got the hair for it. Yeah? Yeah, you do. We just, we just need to airdrop you into the middle of, like, the Canadian woods. Okay. All right, let's do <laughs> You'd it. You'd be fine. Um, now, Jeremy, mm-hmm. uh, global warming. There's no more snow. So that's true. <laughs> uh, so, Jeremy, as you mentioned when we gave uh, the audience a little teaser about the Northmen, uh, I'm sure you love this because it's a story of revenge. Yeah, I do love revenge. Yeah. There's, there's nothing more satisfying <laughs> than watching someone enact revenge. Yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. I love it in any in any film that has to do with revenge. Uh, it's just the best. There's nothing better than sweet, sweet revenge. <laughs> so, so when you first saw the movie, you were you were probably sold. Oh, from the minute well, I was sold, I was a fan of Inuritus anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I was already sold on that. Um, 
and then yeah, I mean, as soon as you know the opening shot, I'm just like, this is how it's gonna look, you know? Yeah. So I was, of course, I was sold, right? And then I'm like, oh, it's revenge. Oh my god, <laughs> just icing, you know? <laughs> it's the best. So it wasn't the cherry on top. It was. It was. So what would have been the cherry on top for you? The cherry getting, on getting t- the yeah yeah getting the, the revenge the getting the revenge yes and I, I liked how the revenge we'll get to it yeah you know how he got his revenge right it's not what you would expect and yeah then, that's true right so yeah so okay so we have um we have a pretty ensemble cast in this movie yeah um how. <sighs> How to explain it to the audience, this ensemble cast? Yeah, I mean, it's just like any ensemble cast. I think that, you know, in this space and in this movie, we are introduced to people so fast because there are so many people yeah. in the very beginning, right? Yeah. We have the, the scene of of Glass and his son hunting, mm-hmm. right? And then we go back to the camp and then we're the, the camera is beautifully weaving in and out of everyone in the camp. And then we lose a lot of people in the camp. Yeah, and so, yeah. you we know, lose almost immediately. Yeah. 33 people. Yeah, yeah, just immediately. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, and again, you know, shout out to Alejandro and his his steady cam and his one shots. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean... I guess that would be Lubeski. Some yeah. of... I mean, some of that stuff is just so incredible. There, There's times where things are whizzing past the camera, like, uh, like arrows. Yeah, arrows, and, and yeah. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> or where, like, there's one scene that that very first attack where... Because you follow the action through everything, and you go, you know, from Leonardo DiCaprio running to being choked out, yeah, to then the person choking him out gets smashed by a uh, a rifle, right? And yeah, that, and then he gets an arrow through the head, and then he gets his face smacked in by yeah. a guy on a horse, and you immediately like jump in with the horse, and you're going fast with that, yeah. It's, and then he gets shot off, so the camera slows down, and it's it's reminiscent of. Um, for me, anyway, and they, I know they know each other and their friends would be Caron, uh, for uh, like Children of Men. For Shout instance. out to our Children of Men episode, yeah, which also had Alex. That's right. Ah. Uh, I think that I don't know what they're teaching in Mexico City, but it's it's working. It's wonderful. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, it's absolutely. Um, yeah. So we just. Man, I wasn't so I obviously you know going into the movie. I knew it had Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. I didn't realize it had uh, Dominic Mona Monahan. I don't know how to pronounce his mm-hmm. last name. Um, Donald Gleason. Don- Dominic Mon- Monahan is uh, is Mary from Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's, that's right. Because we were talking about Lord of the Rings earlier. Yes, yeah, Donald Gleason. Uh, yes, um, I knew Will Poulter, Poulter, Poulter was in it. Um, eyebrow kid is some people call him it's the first thing Haley said was oh eyebrows <laughs> yeah <laughs> show him respect he's Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 of course but anyway um, but yeah so I didn't know they were in it and I was like oh my god they're in this now oh my like I was I was even more like falling you were above. stoked to see familiar faces yeah absolutely I mean like it had it had no one I recognized in it I probably still would have loved the movie but you know seeing these but actors I mean, and also that's like really it as far as big name ones pretty That's true. much I, there's another there was another person in it that I missed that I didn't even realize who was in it he's also in Inception uh, I think it's either Thomas Hayes or Lucas Hayes I don't know oh, yeah. Lucas Hayes Luke's, right yeah 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 um, he's the one in the very beginning of uh, of Inception 
Um, yeah, he's the yeah he's the architect. architect he's the, the architect dream. in the dream in the beginning. Oh. Um, he has a very recognizable face if you see it. But yeah. I he's I, also the dude that uh, uh, Two Face tries to murder in the Dark Knight. That is correct. That is also right. Hmm. Um, so there's there's some you know nice. Uh, you know, DiCaprio, Hardy, and Hayes back from uh, Inception. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there are a lot of recognizable faces. Um, once you wean out the crowd in, in the mm-hmm. beginning, you, you get yeah. to recognize them more. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I will, there is one, I just want to get it out of the way now. There is one sort of grievance I have with a grievance? the movie. Ooh. It's mainly whoever cut the trailer. Okay. So I knew somewhat of the story from the trailer that. You know, his son is killed, and it sets him on this path of revenge. But the trailer made it seem like it was Will Porter. Poulter, mm. It was his son. And then I'm watching the movie, I was like, wait, I thought Will was his son. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. that was that was sort of my only... Like I said, it may yeah. not have been Alejandro's fault, whoever cut the trailer. I see what you mean. But... You were just going in with different expectations. Correct. But, I mean, I still love the movie. Well, of course. You know, and it still was awesome, but yeah, it was just like... Really? I think one of the things I love about this movie so much, and I know we're jumping around a lot, but uh, is this use of is use of camera. So it's it's autonomous, right? Mm-hmm. We we've talked about this before. It also happens a lot in Children of Men, where the camera isn't anyone's specific perspective. It is its own, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there are some subtle and and sometimes not subtle uh, fourth wall breaks with the camera by it being fogged up. Oh yeah. With his breath. Right. Love that. Uh, yeah. with, you know, things getting splashed on mm. the, the lens, uh, mm. which we've seen in other things, of course. Uh, but really it's the fogging up of the lens with the bear and with him. And, uh, it's, it sort of immerses you in this, but then of course there's that separation where, you know, there's, we're not in danger cause there's something in between us and the bear. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it is immersing you in, these situations where yeah. the tension is so much higher because you're right. in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that was something I, I was digging the whole movie is seeing the breath on the lens and like, and and I love that it's not isolated; it's the whole frame fogs up. Yeah, and, yeah, ugh, they're so awesome. Yeah, there's, there's one scene that I really love, and it's like a transition scene of. Uh, is Leonardo DiCaprio. Hugh Glass is like sitting by a fire and he's breathing. And you can kind of see his breath. And yeah. then that transitions to a shot of some clouds in the sky. Yes. And then, then that transitions to Fitzgerald smoking a pipe. And the smoke is like yeah, comes yeah. into the clouds and it's like kind of like an all connected thing. And I thought that was really cool. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So let's... To give the audience more of an idea, let's talk about Glass's journey. Okay. Um, and how he, he just doesn't catch a break. No. Like, I really thought he was going to catch a break, and then when he falls off that cliff, I'm like, man, he just he just cannot. I know. He just can't catch a break. No. And, of course, I mean, the, the thing that tips it all off, of course, is the, the thing that people know about this movie the most is the bear attack. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they even want to tell my sister. She's like, "That's the one with Leo, no, Leo and the bear." And I'm like, "Yep, yep." And again, I, I think like the, that I think the drawing factor. I yeah, and I almost you know I was susceptible to it as well after so many years of not seeing it. That's what I remembered about it, mm-hmm. and 
I was like, you know, it's just a bear attack. You know, I don't really remember much more about it. I'm just going to, you know, leave it on the shelf and not watch it. Right. Rewatching it again, just, you know, reminded me of how incredible the movie is and how well it's made. Mm. Right. But it's, it's that bear attack. That's just, you know, the, and of course it, it's the thing that knocks all the dominoes down. Right. Yeah. Now, do you think though, before we talk, tell everyone about the journey, do you think had he just very quietly crawled away, not tried to shoot the bear, do you think he would have been as fucked up as he was? Yes. yes. I think he would have died. Uh, he would be even more fucked up. Yeah. Really? Because sure. grizzly bears do not. If they smell you, you are. Yeah. If you're, you can't run away. Uh, so he, he was so, fucked and either he, way. And, and, you know. I mean, kind of. I mean, the, yeah, his he, only chance was to kill the bear. Yeah. To try mm-hmm. and, like, hurt it as much as he could. Right. So, you know, usually, you know, if a grizzly bear sees you or smells you and comes after you, they run a lot faster than you are. And they can climb a tree. So. Yeah. And they can swim very good. Yeah, because the, the whole time, and don't judge me, guys, but the whole time I was like, why did you attack it? It, w- it was leaving you alone. Like, why? For now. For, For now. now, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but then again, also at the same time, had he didn't continue to attack it, then we wouldn't have had the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a general sense, yes. Oh, yeah, yes. We, yeah he would have <laughs> crawled away like, oh, credits roll. <laughs> oh, okay. 15-minute yeah. movie. Great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, so this bear attack really just kind of starts it all off. Well, and again, it's also the way it's filmed. So it's the, the one shot, mm-hmm. right? It's it's agonizing, the whole thing, because yeah. it's in real time. It's one shot, and it's it's almost, I mean, it's like the scene in Irreversible, right? Yeah, Where it is shit. just unforgiving. It is, you are staring right at it, mm-hmm. right? And you can't look away. It's not letting you, yeah. right? Um, and, of course... Everything is so realistic. The the injuries are realistic, and the sounds, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's very brutal. good CGI as well. It's phenomenal CGI. Yeah, I did. I did really like because I did read this that like you know people were asking Alejandro like if the movie was going to be filmed on like a green screen and use CGI, and I love that he did only use CGI for the animals. That everything else is pretty much practical. I don't think you can train a grizzly bear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, listen, Grizzly. You're going to attack Leo, right? But don't, but don't, but don't cut too deep. Yeah, and, he's he's like, and he's like, all right, I got you. Fam. I got you. Give right. me some fish and we're good. Give me, and he's waving. Hey, give me some fish. <laughs> With his paw. Um, <laughs> but, cute. you know, Alejandro said that had they used CGI, the movie would look like shit. Yeah. And so I, I, do, I do like that they only constrain the CGI to blood and animals. Which sucks only for the actors, right? Because, yeah, because yeah, Leo had to... Yeah. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every time they got in that water, I was like, oh, man, it's got to be just frigid in that water. I don't know how they did it. I mean, I'm sure he I'm, had like a wetsuit under there or something. Well, and I'm sure did. they probably also had doctors on set well, of to course. be like, hey, make sure like his temperature doesn't go this like, Yeah. Or whatever. But it's, you know, the I don't care who's there. He still has to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. And, you know, and props to Leo for committing. You know, yes, this movie got him his Oscar. I feel like we've talked about it on the show before that he should have gotten Oscars for other ones, but like his level of commitment for this one is that's really what seals the deal. It's top notch. Yeah, yeah. he he ate a raw liver. Yeah, I I read that last night that being a vegan, he willingly ate a raw bison liver. Yeah, and that's what we see on camera. Yeah. So yeah, his shout out to Leonardo DiCaprio. Of course. Uh, But anyway, okay. So he gets attacked and. 
they do his best to to suture the wounds. Kind of. Uh, kind of. Um, but what finally kind of breaks the rest of the troop is they can't carry him up a mountain. Well, yeah. and it's winter. And it's winter. winter. Yeah. And, you know, Glass was... He was supposed to be the person to, like, find... Because he was the one that knew the area. Right. He was the, the mountain man that knew, you know... He, he knew where to go. He knew how to find all these different routes. Because mm-hmm. he had been there many times before. And I think, you know, they sort of knew. But, you know, they didn't really know the best because you can't really ask him because he got his throat mm-hmm. sliced yeah. by a bear. Right. So I think that partly has something to do with why they, like, you know, they're having such trouble getting him there. And also they had to set their boat away. Which also, speaking of the boat. Sure. You know, there's there's two guys that stay on the boat. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're the ones that oh, that's right. that are like pushing it out right. from the bank, and they were supposed to jump off. They're supposed to jump off, but they decided to stay on. Yeah, they stay on the boat because you know that was their their plan of do we stay on the boat and have the Arakara tribe like track us because they're gonna do that anyway, right? Kill us from the boat, or do we set on foot and set the boat away? Mm-hmm. And to as a, like a distraction, so right. they'll you know they follow the boat and we get a chance to sneak off. And you know, and Fitzgerald is heavily yeah. against yeah. the sending the Leaving boat off. The of course, boat. but of course, as we would learn, he was wrong, and that class was right. Yeah, that they were going to attack the boat yeah. regardless. Yeah, and those dudes get killed. Those poor guys. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, but yeah, so okay, so. So they leave him. They they leave him. They they well at first, uh, Captain Henry is going to kill him, shoot him in the head, yeah, put true. him out of his misery. But he can't bring himself to do that because, you know, he's part of the reason that they're still alive. So he offers you know a hundred dollars for each man that will stay behind, and take care of him until he passes, uh, or until they can get help. Yeah, yeah, which. Very unlikely. Yeah. So obviously his son uh, volunteers and says, you know, he'll give up his hundred. Uh, Jim Bridger volunteers because he feels bad as well. And then uh, the crybaby Fitzgerald, as you like to call him. He, the whiny baby. Dude, he was whining the whole movie. <laughs> he volunteers because both uh, Jim and Hawk. and Hawk have offered up. So he's like $300. For waiting a couple days before I go back, he's sure. Like, he's like, might as well. Yeah. Right, and I think in that scenario, he also was scheming a way to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he was yeah. like, I, I there's no way I'm staying here more than two days. I, yeah. I immediately thought that. I'm like, yeah. Well, and see, I feel like Captain Henry knew, like, really, and that's why he you know, gives him the third degree. Like, you have to wait until he dies. Yeah. You can't like bury and, him, and then you bury, bury him, him and you give him a proper burial. You know, because I feel like even Henry knew, like, okay, you're up to something. Yeah. Like you've yeah. been bitching this whole time, and yeah. now you're gonna. He stay does back. give a good reason, you know, because they're they're losing the pelts. Yeah. They right? don't have any pelts really. Yeah. They've stashed yeah. them. Like they're gonna go back for them. Yeah. yeah. There's no way they're going back for them. Well, they could. They could. Yeah. But Next, I, it's unlikely. After winter. Right. But, you know, those things could be rotten. You don't know. So you know, he the whole time he's complaining about like, you know. He needs those pelts to survive from the money. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have money, okay, I survive. So this is the only way I can make money. I'm going to do it. Right. But yeah, I for sure. I was like, yeah, he's 
He's already coming up with a plan. Yeah. Um, and this is where things tend to go off, uh, where another domino falls, which is, um, it's probably what, like a couple of days they're out there watching glass. And Fitzgerald's kind of, he's kind of had enough. But because he's slightly honorable, he's not going to just kill glass. So he, tell, he makes a deal with glass. If you blink, I'll put you out of your misery. Because the uh, what, what tribe was it? Because uh, I noticed they referred to him as this the re the re yeah the re. Um, you know they're gonna catch up with us and your boy's not gonna make it. So just blink. I'll put you out of your misery. We'll bury you and you can save your son. Which doesn't seem like from your retelling of the novel that the tribes tracking them down was even a threat in the novel. What were they? Well, I mean, it kind of was just because. That's how, you know, the, the fur trade and the trappers and, like, mm-hmm. that, you know, area of exploration kind of was. Is, yeah. You know, some of the tribes were friendly with, with the, I guess, white people. <laughs> um, but then a lot of them, you know, I, I'd say most of them are, but there was a good change of them that did not care. I see. Yeah. They're just kind of like, whatever. Yeah, just like, uh, we were here first, you know. Uh, but a, a lot of times, um, you know, the native tribes would be fighting with themselves, with other native right. tribes. So if you are friendly with one tribe and they don't like that tribe, well, they're not going to be friendly with you. Right. So. But yeah, uh, but then Hawk, not hearing this conversation, thinks that Fitzgerald is just yeah. trying to kill his dad. Well, I mean, he may have been because, say, say, if you blink and you'll die, like... You can only hold your eyes open for so long. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and I and can. He does this while Hawk and Jim are out filling up their water canteens. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know. But. I wouldn't say it's as terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but Hawk panicking, thinking that Fitzgerald's trying to kill his dad. Uh, Fitzgerald kills Hawk. Yeah. Which makes another domino fall. Uh, this is what sparks. Glass's revenge quest. Right. Uh, witnessing his own son being killed in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So he so Fitzgerald buries Hawk. Uh, not really. He just kind of hides well, Yeah, him. he just kind of hides his body. Jim comes back and then they fall asleep. And that's when uh, Fitzgerald comes back with. Uh, with the whole. You like, know, the whole. There's tw- he's like, you need to be real quiet. There's 20 re. By we the, need to get By out the of river. Here. We got to leave now. And, you know, Jim asks, where's Hawk? And he's like, I don't know. He must be gone somewhere. So yeah. he leads Jim to believe that Hawk is still alive, even though he murdered him. Right. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of toss Hugh in a... a shallow grave. Yeah. And uh, toss some dirt on him. And <laughs> Fitzgerald's like, there, he's buried. <laughs> yeah. Take uh, his stuff, and then they, they dip. They dip. Um, but then we get some great, you know... Just sheer willpower, power from Glass of pulling himself out of that grave, finding his son's body, and then deciding I'm not because I actually genuinely thought he was going to give up. But then I was like, well, why would he give up? Then the movie would be over. He also buries his son, dude. Yeah. Just, really? Yeah. Well, he's sort of he kind of covers him in dirt. Yeah, yeah. But for a man who was mauled by a bear, it's pretty impressive as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then you know. Bear crawls his way uh, down to the river. Um, 
having grabbed as much supplies as he could, you know, some of the fur coats that they left, well, that uh, pelt that they left him. And we just, you know, just sheer willpower for, for these next, you know, the first few times we see Glass sort of, quote unquote, on the run. You know, it's just him slowly kind of healing yeah. and willing his limbs back into working. Yeah. Which is very impressive. Yeah. Like if this if this is how the the real Hugh Glass like did it like I'm very impressed like mm-hmm. in the book there's like a like a map of the direction he went really which is longer than the direction the other men went really? so so he so he really could have died yeah damn do you want to talk about the scene that you said oh my god so <sighs> this uh, throat yeah I mean my favorite I think my favorite scene of him trying just to get well enough to move is him carterizing his neck. Because uh, he's... Yeah, with gunpowder. Yeah, because he's he's uh, drinking from the canteen, and, of course, his neck is still bleeding so much. And, and like, water drips yeah, water out of it, Yeah, water drips too. out of it. And so uh, he realizes that he... If, if he can't drink water... If he can't drink water, he can't survive. So uh, he... Oh, man, with the gunpowder, packs it in his neck, and... Built a quick fire and car. Oh man, it's so rad. Well, let's see. And I, and I paused right before it happened, and uh, Ashley was in in the bedroom reading, and I yelled from the living room. I was like, "Oh my god, he's about to cauterize his neck!" And she's like, "Ow!" <laughs> uh, and then I hit play, and then yeah, he just dude. A, a similar thing happens not with um, gunpowder, but in the novel, he has to let. A bunch of maggots eat the mm. dead flesh off of his back, oh. so that he'll actually heal. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, because uh, I was watching it with Haley. Haley was half watching, and she goes, "What about all the infection?" I go, "I don't know. They really don't touch on it in the movie." But yeah. I uh, mean, they do, but they don't. They do a little bit, uh, yeah, especially like, when he gets uh, "quote unquote" rescued uh, by yeah. his friend. Yeah, by his yeah. old by his friend, uh, who tells him like, "If you're not healing, your body's gonna rot. Yeah, and you'll die." Uh, and then Hickok is his friend. Huh? That's his name, by the way. How do you Hickok? Oh, that's how you say the, the yeah the native guy. Uh, and then of course I think when, he's Pawnee as well. And then yeah, you know, spoiler when he makes it back to the fort, even the doctor's like, yeah, there's quite a bit of swelling, but he just needs to rest. He's fine. And then he doesn't rest. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he, he's like, now nah, <laughs> yeah. I'll rest when <laughs> Fitzgerald's dead. Um, but yeah, you know, and it's. This whole this whole sequence, you know, of course we're cutting back and forth between Sorry. Glass and uh, the troop. Yeah. But this whole sequence of Glass narrowly escaping death from the re and slowly but surely being able to walk properly. Yeah. Catch a fish. Catch a fish. Um, which I was telling Ashley about it, and she was like, yeah, he eats like a raw fish, right? I was like, well, it's a fake raw fish, but he eats a real raw bison liver. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a raw eating a raw fish probably would have made Leo really sick. Depends, but sushi. Yeah, but that that's controlled though. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. and yeah, plus, we, we, and plus, we, how is he eating around all the bones? You just eat the bones. Well, first you gotta. Uh, I Calcium. saw Sarah Grills do this. Vitamin you gotta bite D. the spine to get it to get it to stop moving. So, <laughs> I saw Bear Grills do that once. I yeah, so, do that one. So, so, uh, yeah. so what you're saying is Hugh Glass definitely watched Man vs. Wild. Of course. Before he went out there. Yeah. Is there any big fan? Uh, is there any way to say that Hugh Glass isn't Bear Grylls? I mean, think of it. Bear? Boom. Conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected. 
So what you're saying is uh, Hugh Glass is just an immortal being that eventually became Bear Of course, Girls. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Man from Earth style. He's just... Bear Girls. <laughs> if you're listening, talk to oh, us. We're on to you. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up at my door like... So do you, the accent. Are you going to do the accent? No, I can't okay. do his accent. <laughs> anyway, uh, so... Was he Australian, right? I, uh, I have no idea. I think anyway, I... I'm obsessed with films like this where we're watching someone solve problems and trying to survive. Yeah. Another yeah. great one is All Is Lost with um, with Robert Redford, which is really, really good. Shout out to Robert Redford. Um, there's one, Arctic. He also Mads played Great Gatsby. That's true. Oh, that's right. Connection. Uh, Arctic with uh, Matt Mickelson. Uh, it's really oh, good. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch that one. That one's I good. I want to watch that too. Um, there's lots of movies like that where they're just solving problems one after the other and surviving. So, right? so they can survive. Yeah. 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 And, and, and this is, you know, again, this is part of the movie that I, I really, really love is, you know, him. Yeah. Problem solving. Like, okay. Like with carterizing his neck, like, mm-hmm. okay, I have to drink. If I can't drink water, right. I'm not going to make it very far. How do I fix this? Well, I gotta cauterize, cauterize it. Um, you know, uh, and then he builds that little thing out of the rocks in the river while he still can't move. So the fish will like go in there and be trapped. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. And then he sharpens that himself a spear so he can stab it. Yeah. Um, and then makes himself a little walking stick. Yeah. Because uh, crutch. You know, because his ankle was broken. I'm assuming. And it just, it's just so impressive. Of course, granted, the the ending and how he tricks Fitzgerald is equally as impressive. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a, a connection between how he kills the bear and his fight with Fitzgerald. But I'll, I'll bring that up when we get to yeah. that part. Um, but then, but again, you know, so he's always also narrowly escaping death, you know, because the re keep catching up with him. And he's just very, just narrowly escaping them at every turn. Um, and then he meets, how do you say his name? Hickok, I think. Yeah. Um, if I'm remembering correctly. This, uh, he's, yeah, he is Pawnee, because he says, I'm, I'm looking for more yeah, Pawnee. because some Sui killed his, Yeah. killed the rest of his tribe. Yeah, and so he's, so he, he has someone to kind of keep an eye on him, to make sure that he's not going to die in his sleep. Which I'm sure is probably a thought that's going through his head the whole time. Like, I need to sleep, but what if I die in my sleep? You know, or I get attacked by something. Or right. I get attacked yeah. by something. Yeah. Um, and uh, but unfortunately, that friendship is sort of short lived. Which that kind of that kind of broke my heart a little bit. I was like, oh yeah. no, because the the Frenchman, I guess he's out with his horse, getting probably looking for food. When the mm-hmm. Frenchman find him and hang him. Yeah, which is just. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. And the sign, they put a sign on his body. It's I meant in, to it's look in at, French. It's in French. It means we are all savages. Well. So. It, it's, um, yeah. That What was that, like dramatic irony or something like that? that like, yeah. They recognize that, that they recognize that, but they're still going to behave like, you know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love that so during the journey i really love that after we get the the realization 
or the that the troop gets the realization that Hawk may be still alive. I love how we we cut away from Glass in, in the kind of the tail end of his journey. They just happen to miraculously find him. Yeah. You know, because uh, the last part we see of him is you know he escapes the re once again, um, but unfortunately he loses his horse. Well, not before that, he rescues. Hawaka, which is the yes, which is the re uh, chief's you know, Ar- daughter, Arakaras, mm-hmm. chief's yes. daughter, who they've been looking for like the entire time, the entire movie. Yeah, and so he rescues her because she's being raped by one of the Frenchmen. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so then he he takes back Hickok's horse, and then subsequently loses the horse again. He vault the dude that shot. Oh, I was not expecting is that. tremendous. Yeah. Of him falling off the cliff. Yeah, there's yeah. a mistake in it. Though. Is there? Yeah, he fires his pistol twice. Oh. Without reloading it. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. You gotta reload those. those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it makes me think of that really dumb joke in uh, Sleepy Hollow when, you know, he's revived in modern times and he fires the pistol and he drops it. And the cop's like, what are you doing? He's like, I used my one shot. And she's like, it has others. Yeah. It's like, oh, it does? <laughs> that shows okay. But that was, I was like, that's funny. That, but yeah, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I didn't either. That's that's funny. Uh, but yeah, yo, no, yeah, dude. I you kind of ex- don't have time to catch it either, because there's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was not expecting him to fall off a cliff. No. Because it does, it comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't think he was either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then he falls and his horse dies tragically and he has to he has to pull a han solo well han solo was pulling a hugh glass <laughs> you know or uh, what is it in, what is in the episode of rick and morty like we gotta get inside bemo yeah or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's probably not, it's not it's not han solo it's um well han solo is dude. i mean yeah i guess he's he does it well he does it to luke yeah and then but anyway but yeah and um i wonder how bad that smelled that fake well, dead horse. It's. I mean, he probably smells like death. That's anyway, true. Anyway, from all of his rotting flesh. That's true. Right. Yeah, but he takes all the guts out and then crawls inside, and and then we get the more like breath fog scenes of him. Yeah, like, so covered up in a brilliant. Yeah, um, and of course Haley goes, "Well, how, how is that keeping him warm?" I go, "Well, you know, it's insulated. You know, it's the, yeah. it's yeah. the, you know, it's why your stomach isn't the same." isn't as cold as it is outside. You know what I mean? It's yeah. insulated. Yeah. Uh, and then, but that's when we kind of break away from the remainder of his journey. You know, he, he says sort of a, as we were talking on a, kind of talking about off mic, he sort of gives the horse sort of like a, a thank you. And then we cut away. And then that's when we get the, the, his troop gets the reveal that, that Hawk may be still alive. And again, this, uh, the, this sort of subtle um, reoccurrence of the canteen mm-hmm. that um, what's his face? I'm sorry, his uh, name is Bridger. Bridger. Right, Bridger was uh, making that you know spiral, spiral on it so we could recognize it. Wait, well, is it all connected to spiral? Well, I wouldn't yeah. say he did it so he could recognize. No, it. I, know, I think it was just he, he yeah. was just doing it whatever. But yeah. again, but that causes him to recognize it. Right, he leaves it, it, it with glass because right, it causes the audience to bad. recognize yeah. it for later. Um, it's, it's that Rick Dalton scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're like, oh, oh it's exactly, the, exactly. It's the canteen. Yeah. And once they they find it, of course, Bridger just assumed to talk because they are assuming that 
Hawk came uh, back. back. And that, you know, they assume that Glass is dead anyway. Yeah, but uh, but Fitzgerald knows otherwise. Fitzgerald knows it's probably Glass. Yeah. And I got to... Probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. And I got to get the hell out of here. Right. Um... But I do which, love... Which is sort of odd, by the way, that he would even assume that it was glass because he could just... It could have been as easy as someone just stumbling upon it and getting the canteen anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the fact that he... It's just a guilty conscience. The fact that he assumes it's, it's glass. Well, again, like I said, he's been whining the whole... maybe. Oh, maybe. Again, he's just been whining the whole movie. Oh, my God. But I do love that Captain Henry immediately figures out Fitzgerald had something to do with it because, again... It's been whining the whole movie. The night before they have this, uh, you know, the, the the Frenchman shows up at the fort and says, you know, we, we just found this near the Yellowstone. You know, the night before, Fitzgerald was complaining to the captain about, hey, like, you know, how are we going to get paid if we left all those pelts there? And are we going to go back to get those pelts? And Henry gave him a solution like, yeah, we're going to go back and get them once, you know, Captain whoever... Once the yeah, once the other once the other captain and crew get back, we're gonna go out there with the manpower and we're gonna get those get those pelts. Well, when is that gonna be? Well, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. Fitzgerald after winter. Yeah, Fitzgerald doesn't like that. And uh, again, because he's been whining the whole movie <laughs> about these fucking pelts. Um, it's his livelihood, man. But but I love that Henry figures it out instantly. Like Fitzgerald, he knows something. Uh, and Fitzgerald hightails it out there. He's going to Texas. Once they find glass. Yeah, once they, yeah, find, once they glass. find glass. Yeah, and yeah. then he realizes that like, know, Bridger and... Fitzgerald lied. Fitzgerald lied. Yeah, and, and I do like that uh, Glass tells Henry, like, hey, like, you gotta let Bridger go. He was just yeah. following orders. Like, he didn't know. He didn't know. Like, he lied to him the entire time. There were no re... Which they make a point of, uh, you know, later on with the scene of... Yeah, because yeah, because says there's Fitzgerald a dozen. actually yeah says there was ten. And he's like, were there twenty or ten? Which one? And he's like, he's it out. doesn't matter. I wasn't counting, you know. But then he admits like there wasn't any. Right. We needed to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then we get this this great back and forth between Henry and Glass because Glass is pretty much saying I'm not done. I'm not resting. I will kill him, and Henry's pretty much like no. Like, you need to rest. I'll kill him for you. Uh, but Glass pretty much tells him, no. I'm. We're doing this together. I love that line when he's like, you can't go back out there. You'll die. And Glass says, I'm not afraid to die. I've yeah. already done it. I've already done it. Yeah. Ah, so It's so good. It's such a, it's such a, such it's a, a hard-ass line, you know. It's a good line. You know, then the sunglasses come down from the sky and oh, go land on his face. my God. Um... <laughs> So, now that we're at the point where we finally get the 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 battle, if you will, between uh, Fitzgerald and Glass, um, you were you were talking about the parallels. So I do see the parallels between, but I'll have you explain between the uh, the bear and uh, and Fitzgerald. Oh, I just mean the. I feel like you had to talk about how they get to the little fine part by the river first. Ah, uh, fine, fine, fine. And you fine, get fine. to talk about the cool little. Uh, yeah, about. okay. So, here. We'll... Oh, also, there's one thing. After you say that, i got to say something else. Okay. So, um, so, so, Glass and Henry track down Fitzgerald. Um, they separate, which is never a good idea. And Fitzgerald kills Henry. But Glass has the smart idea to, okay, 
he knows where I'm coming from as well. He's tracking me while I'm tracking him. So what he decides to do is he picks up Henry's body, puts it on his horse and, you know, has the horse follow him, but then swaps places. And of course, Alejandro props up uh, Henry's body with a tree tree branch, branch, which was, but he has the hood up. So like Fitzgerald can't tell. tell We can't tell yet. But, but Alejandro gives us a good clue. We see their boots. Mm. And so my first thought was, oh, maybe he just swapped boots. Maybe uh, Henry's boots were probably going to be better for how high up they've been going. Or just in general. Or yeah, or just in general. But then I, was, but then I quickly had the other thought of, that's not glass. Glass pull, is on the other horse. Yeah, pull the old switcheroo on. Pull, yeah, pull the old switcheroo. And, uh, and he clips Fitzgerald, which... Um, you know, we get this really intense chase sequence through the through the forest, and then we get the final battle at the lakeside. Yeah. yeah. After they kind of tumble down mm-hmm. by the by the riverside. Go ahead. So, so that's uh, all you know. One thing that, whenever somebody close to glass dies, mm-hmm. there's like a noticeable change in the in weather, in that the nature. Mm-hmm. Okay. When Hawk dies, it gets really windy. When Hickok dies. The temperature gets really cold, and you can see more of Glass's breath. Mm-hmm. And then, and I don't know how they managed to get this shot, but when after uh, Captain Henry dies, the avalanche comes. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I was thinking I, about. I want. I I don't know if that was CGI or if it just happened. Yeah. Or if they did like a controlled the controlled avalanche of the yeah. snow. But I mean, it's a beautiful shot. It really just is. Like panning over. And that's what I was thinking last night. Of I was like, is that CGI? Is that yeah. It's too good for it to, you know, yeah. not be, but it, it might be. I f- it's CGI. probably a controlled uh, detonation to Maybe. let it go down. But. It is genius. It's, it's gorgeous yeah. to look at, yeah. But then, but then they get down into this little part next to a, a river, and each has, like, you know, injured each other. But one connection is that uh, before they get down there, uh, Glass shoots Fitzgerald on the left side. Mm-hmm. The exact thing he did to the bear shoots shoots yep. him on the left side. And then uh. to kill the bear, he stabs him a bunch of times. To kill to finally you know get the upper hand, he stabs Fitzgerald. Oh yeah, yeah. So sort of in the same way he defeated the bear, he defeats mm. Fitzgerald. See, yeah. I, didn't, uh, I didn't pick up on that. One of the things that. Uh, kind of threw me during that that fight sequence was uh, the chopping off the fingers. I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was so rad. Yeah, and he just seems like more annoyed than Yeah, because uh, yeah, he's down to, he's like yeah, this he's like, now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> she, uh, yeah. Um, but, so Jeremy. Yeah. Would you like to tell the people how he, how Glass gets his revenge? So, what's, what's so interesting is that, you know, he has the the opportunity to finish Glass himself, or to finish uh, Fitzgerald uh, himself, and and yet when he sees uh, the tribe on the other side of the, it's not a river. Uh, uh, it is a river. I mean, I guess kind of. Um, a creek. Uh, yeah. He he notices who they are, and and he recognizes right Pawaka. Yeah, he saved, and she recognizes him. Right. And so he knows that there's a mutual respect there now between the two of them. 
and he lets Fitzgerald go in their direction via the this river creek, right? Mm-hmm. And lets them take care of him. Yeah. Basically uh, be like, it's out of my hands now. Right, right, right. And there's a whole like... It's s- in God's hands. Spirituality kind of journey throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about that? Sure, yeah. I mean, with the... Because he sees his son and his wife in a lot of visions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a scene where he sees his wife in one of the dreams and she's under the water. Yes. There's sort of like the same, like mirroring how Fitzgerald's last scene was. After he gets scalped, he's dead just under the... Right, the right, right, right. Uh, there's also that, uh, that dream sequence of uh, literally... Um, uh, glass and hawk in this um, church. church right yeah, no. yeah like uh, dilapidated church yeah with the with the frescoes and everything and it's of course almost all gone but um there is that sort of beginning to sort of see that you know maybe this revenge thing isn't or in a way that it's not up to him this revenge yeah. right yeah which is something that hiccup Kind of tells him, mm-hmm. is that, you know, and and I think and I think he, I think had Fitzgerald not said what he said to to Glass in the end, I think Glass really would have killed him. You think so? But you know, he said like, you know, you came all this way for your revenge. Well, I hope you enjoy it because it's not going to bring your boy back. Yeah. And then you know, Glass says, no, it won't. And then he remembers what Hickok or. Does he say what Hickok told him, or does he remember what he? I think he just remembers. And did. then that's when he. Decides, you know what? It's out of my hands. Uh-huh. And um, give him the old uh, Batman Begins, you know, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't yeah. have to save you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then and then we get this amazing, and I, and I love the final shot of the movie. Yeah. This amazing fourth wall break where he, he's gotten his revenge and he has another vision of his wife. And you assume that means he's probably going to die because, you know, Fitzgerald did kind of fuck him up. Again. I mean, yeah. not not as fucked up as, as you know, he did. was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you could argue that he could still survive it. Yeah, with the leg wound and uh, hand Stems, wound. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just love that he looks directly into camera mm. and then we cut to black. Cut to black, which you also still hear. Yeah, you hear him breathing. breathing. And that's like another thing is you know that line of they say it a lot in Pawnee of if you you know something along the lines of like if you find if you still have breath in your lungs mm-hmm. you, you fight st- you know, you still fight yeah and and that continues even more through the credits dude. yeah yeah I I'm gonna be honest I watched as much as I could I was really tired by the time I finished the movie so I was like I, I want to because I could hear him breathing I was like I want to keep watching but I was like I'm you're so, so tired. tired I am. Um, I love, and I've talked about it before on the show, where I love that the audio continues through the credits, mm-hmm. right? Um, and again, I don't even remember when the last, I, it was pretty recently, because uh, I, I talked about uh, how they do it in Requiem for a little bit, they do it in Black Swan for a little bit, um, where in Black Swan, there's the, the the cut to black, but you can still hear the audience cheering, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same with uh, Requiem as well. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's sort of that, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I love the fact that it's over, but it isn't right. This sort yeah. of continuation through audio. Um, yeah, I think that's sort of their way of saying that 
he survived. Right, 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 right. Because yeah. he still has breath in his lungs, right? Yeah. Yeah, man, it was it was intense. And it, you know, I, I told Dad that we were going to do this. And my dad has seen this movie. And he was like, oh, my God. He's like, you're going to love it. And he was like, I don't care if I'm asleep. You text me, which I was too tired to text him. I said, Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> you I, still haven't texted him? No. No, <laughs> I, I, dude, I went to bed and then woke up pretty much hit the ground oh, running yeah, today. Because we had yeah. to, I, Ashley and I had to get the dogs to the vet today. Or not the vet, the uh, PetSmart. Right. But still, like, I, he was like, you're going to love it. And then I told him what you had recommended. Yeah. Watch it with all the lights off, which yeah. I did. Which, unfortunately, I couldn't with all the lights. I had a lamp on because Haley was still in there. Yeah. I, she doesn't like the, I, the, uh Yeah, but I did watch it with all the lights off. And when I told Dad that, he was like, oh, my God, I should try that now. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Jeremy. I was like, Jeremy recommended it. For so sure. It adds to the ambience. Yeah. Definitely. And it was just, it was just amazing, you know. And if I'm being honest, I don't think we'll get another movie like it. You know, I mean, I'm sure we'll get it. I'm sure we'll get another survival movie. I mean, sure. Oh yeah. But one like this, yeah. uh, and especially how they shot it, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's amazing that they didn't use any sort of lights. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all natural lighting. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. The only time they ever used any sort of like exterior, like extra light, was when a campfire scene. I think they said. Okay. Because the campfire, the fire was like kind of distracting in a way so they just brought in some like soft orange bulbs to fill it in that would make sense you know. yeah but everything is just all natural yeah. light and, and I bet that's probably what inspired Robert Eggers for the witch uh-huh. to use natural lighting which of course you know. is also in, in itself an incredible movie which you need to say <laughs> actually I think the witch came out before that did it oh shit I'm trying to think it's future possible. rain will we'll, we'll fix it he'll fix it in post Good which job. is which Good job, is future rain. Which yeah. is what an editor always wants to hear. We're proud of you. Well, fix it, future rain. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, boys, are y'all ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? Sure. Um, I think my my thoughts would be not only is this a great revenge story. Of course, you know I love vengeance <laughs> uh, more than anything. But in his office, he, he says nothing is better than the sweet taste of revenge. That's right. It says it on my website. It's one of those uh, motivational posters. That's right. A revenge a dish best served cold. Um, but uh, Inuritu does it in a way where it still takes its time, meaning mm-hmm. that we still have these incredible establishing shots that last for a while. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. We're, we're still living within the space. We're still getting these incredible shots of nature, right? To where it's almost not only is it a revenge tale, but it's also a survival film and a battle with nature, right? Yeah. yeah. And almost like, because the shots are so long, it feels like, you know, it does feel like you're there. Yeah. It does feel like, man, like, when is this going to, when is he going to finally get his revenge? Because it's taking so long. Right, yeah, It's yeah. such a long movie. Yeah. It it's, is a long movie. It, 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 you know, it is, it, it gives us sort of a, a sense of real time of him actually having to travel. Yeah. Hey, it's 200 miles, right? In the book? Yes. I think that's the agreed upon, like. That he traveled 200 yeah, miles. Yeah, especially in, like, the historical thing. Do you know about the, uh, the how, how they had to move to move countries for the set? I, I knew oh, that yes. they did, but I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. They, uh, they were filming the in melted. Canada. Oh, yeah, that's right. And all the snow I melted, did read that. So they had to move production to Argentina. Mm. Because they have a similar, like, landscape. And it was still winter there. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I read, I read that last night, um, right after the movie ended. I was just kind of curious, and yeah, the, the snow had melted. Bummer. And we're like, damn it. Yeah. Well, and the, and on, the, on the DVD like bonus features, there's like a little short documentary there about like... About them having about like move. climate change, really as well. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm and of sure course, it's... DiCaprio was a huge advocate. For... Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, in his acceptance speech for his Oscar, he talked about how you know global warming is real and how you know they had to because I remember him saying we had to go to the coldest place on Earth just so we could film this movie. Yeah. And he was like, you know, that pretty much saying we shouldn't have had to do that. Right. Right. But, but anyway, so so boys. Um, I'm glad we did this. We miss having you on. We do. I'm oh, sure well. the audience misses you. Uh, you so, better. Whew, that's, oh, a th- that's a threat. Whoa, that's a whoa, threat. Wait, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, man. I apologize. Don't do that. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad Love you, you guys. Uh, so, Jeremy, what are we going to be talking about next week? Unfortunately, Alex will not be with us. But no. what are we? What are we going to talk about next week? Well, that's a good question. I'm looking at my list right now. Um, well, and is it going to be next week? I heard you say that you're going to be out of town. I will be out of town. You <laughs> so we might need to take a week off. Um, maybe I will be on next yeah. week. <gasps> so maybe. Um, I mean, this is a supersized season, so. Yeah, it is. Um, I think. I'll be replacing Ham Tardy over here. <laughs> <laughs> Ham. Ham Tardy. Um, let's do. No, no. Oh, man. Let's do this one. People are loving the dead air. I know. Yeah, yeah, Okay, I got it. All right. So, all right. Next time that I will be on, um, we will be discussing uh, John Cassavetes' A Woman Under the Influence. Yes! I'm so uh, excited. So, that that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, oh, so excited. I've been so yeah. ready to crack open that Cassavetti set. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, I could have watched any of the yeah, other movies. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's but not I wanted, I wanted to wait until we did Woman Under the Influence. Yeah, so oh. that'll be next uh, oh, next time. I'm so excited. Be Woman Under the Influence. Have you seen it? Or know no. of it? Never seen it. I barely know anything about it. I just remember watching a video mentioning the movie, and the concept of it really intrigued me, and I told him... And then when we got our lists ready for this season, he was like, "Oh, it's on my list." I was like, "Perfect." Because and then of course this is a, and it's funny because we've even been mentioning it today, just throughout the day. Is I'm thinking of ending things in the movie. Uh, the two characters discuss woman out of the influence uh, in the car. Um, oh, that's right. And I know. think I I think we had done that episode right after I had heard about it. Yeah. And I was like, this is so weird. I know, it's so odd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, weird connections. Oh, oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm going to make Ashley watch this one with me. Cool. I don't know if uh, if Haley will or won't, but we'll yeah, see. From what I've read, it's, a, it's, just, it's just a drama. Yeah. So, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, she might just be bored out of her mind. Who knows? Yeah. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed this this kind of journey of The Revenant uh, with, with our special guest, our birthday boy, Alex. Thank and you. Thank uh, you guys for having me. Of You're course, welcome, man. buddy. We'll always have you on whenever you want to talk about a good movie. Yeah. Hey, uh, we are doing kids this season. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so if you want to be back uh, for kids. Yeah. Well, it's uh, on his list. list. It's so on my list, yeah. Whenever he oh, decides. Yeah, you haven't seen it. I have not. No. You haven't seen it either. No. Hence why it's on his I'm list. I'm the only one that has seen it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you want to do kids, but we'll. I mean, yeah, I'll talk about it. Yeah, that's later <laughs> uh, this season. So. <laughs> but we will catch everyone next time. For a woman under the influence.